you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is the special edition of the NFL Players Podcast. And today we are blessed to have a really good friend of mine, Mr. RG3. Or is it RG3 or is it Robert Griffin III? Well, you know my full name. Most people don't know my full name. They just call me RG3. RG3. So you call me me Robert Griff, three stacks, peanuts, little little, uh, mentor-y when I was in seventh grade. Whatever you want to call me. Yeah, so it's, it's funny. So... I get, I get notes from the producers, and he's like, I, I sent you some notes, blah, blah, blah. And I really didn't have to study them. I, I looked over them, but I didn't have to study them. <laughs> and lo and behold, when I walked through the door, a lot of, I don't think a lot of people know this, but Robert and I, we went, to the same, we went to the same high school. We're from a small country town, Texas. Both our parents, former military, served in the military. And my roommate in college coached at his junior high, and I would go back when you were seventh grade? Seventh grade. I, I think I just finished my, my rookie season, and yeah, we were hooping at Cove Junior High, which is the same junior high that I went to. So, yeah, yeah. we go back a long, long way. But to, I'll, I'll take it back even further. I remember when I was in high school, I think you were working on hurdles, because mm-hmm. we, were, we were at the track. I was doing something. I might have been in high school working out or something like that. And it was you and your dad, and it was AAU track, and yep. you guys were doing hurdles, working on some hurdles at the track. So we go way back. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of people don't know that. So yeah. it's, it's it's good, man. So what you, what you been up to lately? Well, at first I got to say, you know, I, I want everyone to know that we did not go to the same high school. I went to his <laughs> high school. Okay, he's the OG. And, you know, I, I've, I've always heaped praise on you because I, I really do appreciate everything you did for me as a youngster. Mm-hmm. And it really helped shape my vision for what I wanted to do in the future. So when I was in seventh grade balling with you, you know, he became my favorite player. You know, he's one of the guys that the reason I, I wore long hair, I know he had dreads. I never got dreads, but I wanted long hair because of Charles Peanut Tillman and him coming back to spend time, you know, spend time with us as youngsters has really shaped my vision of how I go about spending time and, and giving my time to the community because uh, it was big. We don't right. normally get that. Right. You know, in a small military town like Coppers Cove, Texas, uh, we don't we don't get that very often. So I want to say thank you oh, man, so man. that everyone can hear that. Hey, like, I, I that's, pre- that's I, real. I appreciate that. But um, as far as like what I've been up to, yeah. uh, you know, just having fun. You know, got up this morning, 4 a.m., got a workout in. I don't know if you're still doing those. No, no, no. I, I, I do. I didn't do it today. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely I definitely get my workout in. Yeah, so I, I probably didn't do it. I figured the gym would be crowded here. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of execs, a lot of you know. I'm I'm a I'm a guy when I work out. I don't want anybody in the gym. Makes sense. I Makes play sense. very explicit music. Like it's it's inappropriate. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I'm I'm an old school meathead. Uh, I do CrossFit. I, I I own a CrossFit gym. Okay. The okay. wife and I we got a CrossFit gym. Okay. The Tribal Connection in Libertyville. Just, Drop it. Product placement. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I, it's, I'm a, I'm a, 
I'm a gym rat, man. I'm, yeah. I'm old school. Are you running? Are you, do you? Yeah. So I mean, I'm. You know, I was out. You know, I was out of football uh, last year. A lot of people ask me why. You know, why haven't I like mm-hmm. officially or come out and said I'm, I'm retired? Because you know, I'm doing the broadcasting with yeah. ESPN, calling uh, college games, doing NFL and college analysis. But uh, you know, I'm 32. So I mean, so I could. Young. You just you see Tom Brady. I don't have seven rings, uh, any rings. You know, I don't feel like I need to retire uh, at this point and just kind of still working out that in case I get that call, you know, like yeah. Eric Weddle got that call, you know. So what? How come, how come that I would have played me? safety. I would have played. Yeah. I would have played. Raheem, call me next time. I'd have played safety for you to go yeah. win a Super Bowl, but. I would too. But now that I've been working out, kind of, you know, doing that thing and then that, that, process that you know we go through as players mm-hmm. in anything that we do has really helped me in this next phase uh, or whatever you want to call it going into TV broadcasting because it's all about hard work and dedication so working out this morning was as much for me wanting to make make sure I'm ready to go physically to mm-hmm. play as it is just the another part of the process of continuing to do what I'm used to doing which a lot of players as you know they struggle once they uh, have to transition to something else, yeah. even if it is for a year or two and they come back to play, they don't know really what to do with themselves. So I try to keep that process the same. Uh, and just being a dad, you know, I'm a girl dad, three daughters, six, four and two, Reese, Gloria and Gamea, you know, trying to be a great, the greatest husband I can be every single day. Yeah. Making my wife choose me every day. That's, that's the goal. Just choose me every single day that's by what I up. do. That's good. So how did you get into the whole broadcast thing? Like, is it? <sighs> Man, did you, did you seek it out or did it kind of just come to you? I, I did not seek it out. And that's normally the things that, that are best for you. You know, we're both faith, faith-based guys. So what God has for you, he has for you. So I actually met my broadcast agent, uh, Mark Lepsalter, about three years ago. I wanted nothing to do with him. I wanted nothing to do with TV. Uh, not just because I felt like I was going to play for, you know, extended period of time. I just didn't want to go into TV. Right. So he hounded me, hounded me, hounded me for two straight years. This past off season, uh, you know, I, my contract ends with the Ravens, uh, and he says, "I want you to go take this. I want you to go take this audition." I said, "I'm not taking the audition. I don't want to do it." He said, "Just go take the audition. Trust me, it's for your best interest." Flew out to California, did an audition with Fox. Cold did an audition, calling a game. Blew him away. They offered me a contract right on the spot. Wasn't really prepared for that. Uh, ESPN found out about it, brought me in for an audition, called a game for them. Uh, did some studio work. They both offered me deals, and I held out for two months, trying to just wait. Cause you know how it is. If yeah. you if you take another opportunity, in league circles, they could say, well, he's no longer a player. Right. He's he's one of those guys. And so I held out as long as I possibly could, and then in August it kicked off, and the rest is history. Because it's it's just been a, a great experience mm-hmm. uh, for me personally, being at ESPN and and being on the other side. Uh, I've realized that you don't have to be the guys that we talked about in the locker room, mm-hmm. those talking heads that you're like, man, this guy used to be a player. You don't have to be that. You can you can just share what you, your knowledge that you learned. For me, 20 years of playing, I just share that with the with the viewer, and I try to explain everything in a way that my wife would understand. Mm-hmm. And she understands football. She understands football 101, but she doesn't understand football like we know football. Right. Most people don't. So when I do the talking and I, and I do the analysis, I just try to explain it in layman terms so that it's simple and easy to digest. Uh, but that's been a lot of fun. Just don't, just don't do it like Tony Romo. Tony Romo sometimes, he'll be like, it'll be an, an empty set. <laughs> no backfield, it's just empty. Everyone's out, you know, lined up. And he's like, oh, all right, 
they're gonna either run it or pass it on this play. And he's like, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> shut up, man. We, we know what's gonna happen. I got, I got like a, uh, uh, in a, a, a group chat, right? And they be killing Tony Romo because he says stuff like that. And it's like, come on, Tony, don't. I think I, I tweeted something one time, and I tweeted to the wrong Tony Romo. Right, the wrong account. I, I tweeted to the wrong guy, but. He he! I think it was it was this year and one of the playoff games. Which, by the I, I gotta say, this was the best playoffs I think we've seen in hands down. I don't know, maybe in the history of the NFL. Maybe like ever. Every single game was yeah absolutely amazing. That Bills Chiefs game was like the de facto Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it was, it was it's like two. We got we got the we got lucky this year. We got two Super Bowls. Unbelievable. It was dope. Yeah, it was. It was dope. It was dope. But he ended up like. They're going to win the game if they don't miss the field goal. Or I was like, damn it, Tony, don't jinx it. Don't, <laughs> don't jinx the man. But, yeah, that's oh. – Yes, it's like all the stuff we talk about uh, just as players. Yeah. Um, you don't want to jinx a kicker. So I don't ever try to – don't try to do that. I don't ever – if my, you know, my, my partner is going to be like, well, he's, he's been 99 out of 99 on field goals inside of the 30-yard line. I'm just like, can we please not do that? Uh, that way we don't jinx him. No one's coming to us and getting, out, getting mad at us for that. But My with, wife did that. But uh, with, with Tony and just any broadcaster in general, you just got to trust your instincts. Yeah. And I feel like he made, his, he made his name early on because he was predicting plays. Yeah. But now everyone pays attention to when he gets it wrong, like you just did. You say, well, he, or, or he's pointing out the obvious. It's an empty set, and this guy's not a running quarterback or a, a dual-threat quarterback, and he says they're going to throw the ball. Okay, we, we all understand that. But we try, you try to avoid those pitfalls right. Uh, right. as a broadcaster, and I just want people to have fun. It, 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 whatever school that they're representing, they're rooting for, they want to hear stuff about that school. Understood. Right? They, they don't want to always hear old stories about me and, and Charles mm-hmm. Tillman and how you came to play basketball me, with me when I was in seventh grade. They want to hear about their school. So I try to make sure I, I focus in on that and pay homage to the school, pay homage to the players, tell their story the right mm-hmm. way because mm-hmm. I think that's really important to make sure that the player's story is told the right way, uh, that you don't attach negative things to them right. that necessarily don't need to be there. Yeah, it's. I, I think you're doing a good job. Uh, you, you mentioned trying to have fun and, and, and make it fun for the, the viewer. I think we got a different perspective of that. I think it was it was a boxing fight. It was a celebrity boxing match <laughs> with. I think Snoop commentated, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I don't was, remember who he was. It was one of those. I don't uh, know who the, the Jake two Paul celebrity. Yeah. Or, no, no, it was uh, Ocho Cinco and. Yeah. What did he I, fought? He fought a boxer. He, he actually fought a real boxer. <clears throat> he did. He did all right too. <laughs> when Snoop was calling, it was just like I'm watching it with with the fellas at the crib, and I think the response was so positive. Yeah. When he called it and the stuff that he was saying, it was hilarious. No doubt. And I was like, yo, this is, imagine if they called an NFL game like that, or a basketball game, or right. just just anything. Like it would. It wouldn't make sports already fun, looking right. wrong, but it would just give it like a little, a little twist. Yes. Um, have you ever heard a football game in Spanish? I have. An NFL game? I have. By far the, the best. Yeah. I wish I understood Spanish. You have no idea what they're saying. But. The you, excitement? Oh, my God. Come on, man. Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. When I was in Carolina, uh, Coach Vera, Hispanic, um, 
they called a lot of games in Spanish, and okay. I don't know who, I forget the, the name of the, the broadcaster. I actually listened to one of his, I listened to him, we called a game against uh, Tampa in okay. 2015. We were at Tampa, and I think Greg Olson might have like caught the ball, but it slipped off his hands, right. and then Ed Dixon was just kind of like in the area running to the ball, and he caught it, caught it. and then ran and scored a touchdown. Right. And then the guy goes, so, 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 Ed Dixon, Ed Dixon, Ed Dixon, touchdown, Ed Dixon. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is, man, I don't know what the hell he just said, but it's tight. I, I want him to call all my games. Like, <laughs> the energy that this man brought in, right. in his room and just to the fans, uh, whoever was listening, oh, my God. Yeah. I, it's kind of like in football. Yeah. Not, not American football, but football when they when you have the goals. I, right? I always it. used to think they would, they'd be like, go! because they don't have very many in the game, right? right? So, you know, it could be one to nothing. So when they get that opportunity to really drive the point home, they do. Yeah. But even sometimes, like, an incompletion could be, like, the most exciting incompletion you've ever heard when you hear it on a Spanish broadcast. Yeah. But that type of excitement, like, you bring up Snoop Dogg. Snoop's a, an interesting, you know, caveat because he has his own, like, area of, like, Snoop can do all of these things that are illegal. Every, yes. And no one cares. Okay, so and he, he makes it cool. He though. makes it cool. So, so Snoop calling that 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 boxing match was in, was incredible. Yeah. And sometimes with broadcasting college games, NFL games, they want that buttoned up, suit and tie, very serious type of uh, you know approach. And and you know I, I make sure when I go, I I dress the part. I make sure I I, I look the part, all tidy and, and nice. But I want to infuse a little bit of enthusiasm, a little bit of excitement into the broadcast, yeah. not to be a distraction, because you want the focus to be on the game. Mm -hmm. But you want people to watch the game. And like you said, you're watching it with your boys, and you feel like whoever's in the booth is sitting right next to you. Yeah, that's what you want, and that's that's what I. That's where I try to attain. Right. That where people feel like when they're watching the game and, 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 and I'm calling it, I'm right there with them. The things they see, I'm seeing the same exact things. I'm, I'm bringing it to, to their attention as opposed to going into the game with an agenda. Mm -hmm. I want to hit this and this and this and this, and I don't care what happens in the game. I'm going to hit this and this and this. You don't approach it that way. Right. You go with the flow of the game. Uh, we had a game with, with Clemson, and they have a running back named Phil Moffa. Me and Mark Jones, who's my play, play guy, been doing it for a long time. Uh, we talked and we said, you know, there's a good joke that we can say if this guy makes a really great play. He makes a great play. And I said, man, that's a bad mafia. <laughs> right? People loved it. They start going off making shirts about it. And people are afraid, or should I say, people in the industry are afraid to do those types of things because it's such a fine line between what you can and can't say. But if you're not willing to, to go up against that line, then people don't really feel like you're real. Yeah. You know, they don't want to listen to someone who's going to be stale when they're talking. You have to have your own approach. And that's the way I try to approach it, just to have fun with the viewer. But do you think that people don't want to touch on certain things? Or I shouldn't say touch on certain things, but they don't want to go there or make a mistake because it's a cancel culture. And then <sighs> I don't I, you I know don't, what I'm saying. Like, do I you know, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's, uh, cancel culture is the right way to think, say it. It's just I'm, right. I'm with you, though. It's like you're one word from getting fired. Yeah. Okay, you say something the wrong way one time, you're done. And that's just the industry. So you have to be careful to not cross that line, but also not be afraid to take a chance. And, and, making that, and, to, and, and using that line was taking a chance 
that someone could be like, oh no, I don't like that. But fortunately for me and my guy, Mark Jones, it was, it was taken well. Yeah. And when I said that, he said, shut your mouth, right? And, and that, that's stuff that we know, that type of culture mm -hmm. that you bring to the masses and, and it, it just makes the game more enjoyable. What's been one of the best games you've called? Man. Like my, John Madden, obviously, one of the greatest to, to do it. Um, I like Al Michaels. Yep. Like I, I think those are my two, my two favorite broadcasters. Yeah. And I love, I love, I just love how they, how they call the game. Like what, what has been your John Madden moment of, of, of game calling? I don't know if I've had a John, a John Madden <laughs> moment, but I, I would say, you know, like when I first got in the booth, 10 minutes before the game, they're telling me what the telestrator is, which is what you see people draw on the screen, mm -hmm. on the screen with. They're telling me what the playback button is. Hey, if you got a cough, push this button. 10 minutes later, live TV. So what did I lean on when I, when I first got in? I leaned on Al Michaels. I leaned on John Madden. Right. right. I played Madden. Who didn't play Madden? All those types of things that, are, that they're talking about, I leaned on that to be like, okay, how am I going to? express what I'm seeing concisely and digest and make it digestible for the viewer. So I leaned on those guys. So I don't think I've had that, that type of moment or would even compare myself, uh, you know, to the late, great John Madden prayers up to, to him and his family. Um, but for me, it's been, it's more about moments. Mm -hmm. I, the best game that we called throughout the year was probably NC state upsetting Clemson when they were still ranked really, really high. Um, you know, NC state was at home yeah. and Riley was a great, great game overtime. Um, you know, came down to the last play, last catch. But more of the moments, like we had the Kenny Pickett fake slide. Yeah. That was our game with, with Mark Jones. When I he, was so mad at that. Day. I mean, I know you were mad about it, and we, and we can talk about it, but that, that, was, Less, that after, was a moment. I'll let you get your moment <laughs> that in. Was, and, that was a we'll, moment that was great. We had a, a moment where Lawrence Toafili for Florida State uh, got tackled but didn't get tackled. Mm -hmm. So it was like on the sideline, and he, and he fell on top of the defender bounced right back up and ran for like a 60, 70 yard touchdown. It was, it's the moments that like you get caught up in those types of environments and you can feel the crowd and the energy and it really fills you up. But when you talk about that, that Kenny Pickett fake slide, you in the should moment, do that. I did not. You, you did stuff oh similar my, to I that. Let's not. be real. I did, did you? not. I never did. He, he did. I did not. He did. Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Uh, with the fake slide. You so loved in, it in though, the moment, right? oh my God, I thought it was genius. It right? is genius. I thought it was genius. So in the moment, we were just in awe. We enjoyed the moment with, with the crowd that was Pitt fans, <laughs> right? Because uh, I think it was Wake Forest and that was the ACC championship game. They didn't like that. But it was genius because he started to slide, saw the defender ease up, which he's supposed to do, right? Because he's not supposed to hit the quarterback when he's sliding. And then he continued to go. It's, it wasn't against the rules. It wasn't. You know, a lot of people came out and said that it should be against the rules. And it was, I, and it's I a loophole. I, it's a loophole. I agree. It's it a loophole. Should, it should be against the rules. Yeah, it's a loophole. But it was a loophole, and he exploited it Yeah. perfectly. I, I, I applaud I, I applaud him for it. It needed to happen for them to change the rule. For them rule. to change that rule. Because the defenders in that situation, you're saying, what are they supposed to do? If you're in that situation, now that you've seen it, you'd probably just go hit him. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you every damn, every time. And I'm going to act like I'm trying to peanut punch you, and I'm going to punch in your damn stomach every but, time. But I did think that the, the outrage for the fake slide kind of dulled just how impressive it was. Because if you actually watch him go through that process, not just the thinking part of it, because that's next-level thinking, yeah. which is why I, I, I love him 
for the, for the NFL, for that next level thinking. Not that he's going to pull off fake slides, but just the way he, he sees the game, but also the athleticism. Oh, because yeah. I can tell you right now, the nine, nine, nine out of ten fans that would try that would blow out both their knees. I would say ten out of if, ten. It, probably ten. Probably ten out of ten. But he didn't do it. He, he was able to pull it off and then show people like, like a little burst. Like, can he pick it? He's not sneaky athletic. I hate right. that word, by the way. He's not sneaky athletic. He's athletic. The kid can run. He can throw. You know, I think he's, a, he's an impressive prospect for these teams that are looking for quarterbacks. But that, that play on its own will, will live in infamy forever. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So you, you had something similar. Like you would run to the sideline and then guys would slow up. And then you would take another three, four steps, and they'd be like, "Okay, so now, so, so Peanut's talking from experience because he he won't say it, so I'll say it. He picked me off in the NFL one time, but I got him back. In the later in that game, I threw a touchdown on him, but he did pick me off. And in that game, I that was my rookie year. Mm-hmm. I, I did do that, and I did that a little bit in college, where you kind of run towards the sideline, make it look like you're going to run out of bounds, and, and give yourself up, and then you sneak in another two or three yards. Now I never ran out of bounds, ran towards out of bounds, and then cut back." across right. the field, right. but, or, and you kind of would run out of bounds, like kind of take a little slow step, get hit, get the 15 yard penalty, but they don't, they don't allow that stuff anymore. The refs, they've, they've, uh, they've peaked the game, should I say, uh, but trying to bend those rules and everything, you got to, don't try to do that, but Kenny Pickett, I don't think he was trying to bend the rules. I just think he, I think it happened in the I moment. I think it just happened in the moment. Yeah. I think it, I think it, I think it happened in the moment. Yeah. I just, I remember watching that game. I actually, I don't think I saw it live. I think I woke up the next morning and saw the outrage. I saw the outrage. <laughs> I saw excitement. There was, but excitement. as a as a defensive player, I'm I'm if I'm Wake Forest, I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah. Like if I'm the coach and I'm I'm not mad at my players, no. I, I tell, hey, if they're sliding, go down, ease up. So I, I as a coach, yeah, for the opposing team. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because the game is you could have you could have won that game. Exactly. And the game's become so offense friendly. I'm sure it's just been driving you crazy over the past couple of years because every rule has been put in to protect the offensive guys from getting hit across the middle. Like there's the quarterbacks are making throws today that when I came in the league in 2012, we wouldn't even think about throwing. There's a competition committee room (laughs) right around the corner that I really want to be a part of. Okay, because I think you should be. I'm looking at like I'm just I don't know. I get I get so frustrated and I'm on these group chats with a lot of my friends. And so uh oh. Here we go. How is it that first and ten of the fifty, you guys are going in, right? Right. How is it that you throw the ball, I'm curving a guy, I pass interference, it's DPI all day long, defensive pass interference all day long. How is it that you get, and it, say you were going for for the gusto touchdown end right. zone pass interference. Now it's first and goal at the at the two. Mm-hmm. 
Like, okay, now we'll flip it. <laughs> Same exact play, right. except I'm finna pick it and the receiver hits me. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. I'll just give him 15 yards. 15 yards back. How was that fair? <laughs> I'll take it another step further. How was it fair if I touch you mm -hmm. after five yards? Right? Mm -hmm. I just touch you after, I touch you six yards. Right, right. I touch you five and a half yards, mm -hmm. right? You go run your little route, huh? you drop the ball, good play, good play. No. Holding. Holding. All right. Automatic first down? Yeah. Even though it's like third and 72, uh -huh. it's automatic first down? Uh -huh. Like, how is that? That is that is not fair. I would say it's not. It ain't right, all right? It's not. It ain't right. It's not. Okay. okay. He's having a moment. It's not, it's not fair. It's I not agree. fair. It's not fair. It's not it's fair. It's not fair. But offense is, hold is on, harder hold on. to play. I'm going to do one more for you. I'm going <laughs> to do one more for you. I'm a defensive player. I cannot hit you in the face at all. I can't come close to your face mask, right? I can't tackle you and hit you like that. You have the ball. You can take all your frustration that your coach has been hounding on you all week long, <laughs> all the stuff your wife been yelling at your kids, you trying to potty train them, and they pooping <laughs> and doing everything, and people calling you for tickets, and you trying to, like, I'm just, rah, and you can hit someone square smack in the face. Stiff arm. Stiff arm. Derrick Henry style. They won't call it. They won't call it. They won't say nothing. How is that fair? It's not, but it's like a microcosm of life. Life's not fair. It isn't, okay? but... But I, I, offense, in my opinion, offense is a lot harder to play and execute than defense. That, that's what I would say. So I think some of the rules are geared towards... Uh, no, let's just be honest. Some of the, the rules are geared towards offense scoring points. Oh, yeah. Because, team, you know... Money, you know, offense people brings in money. People want to see board. points on the board. But you're, you're right. Some of those rules are, they're not, they don't go both ways. But, yeah, it, it, life's not fair. I don't know what to tell you. I'm, uh, the guys aren't going to stop stiff-arming, you no. know. Uh, you can barely uh, touch for, the quarterback. For as, for oh, as, my gosh. For I... as many guys that get hit for holding or, you know, holding down the field for past five yards, uh, there's guys that aren't getting called that. Almost, you know, this. almost every single play, O-line, D-line, you can call holding on the offensive line. Oh, Liter yeah. Literally, offensive blocking is holding. This is, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. It's holding. They're not just playing patty cake out there. They're grabbing guys by the mm -hmm. shoulder pads and trying to move them. Right. So it, it literally is holding. But you do have a point uh, about that. But I wanted to, to you know, bring some attention to this, this shirt that, that I got on mm -hmm. right now. This is my combine shirt from 10 years ago. Right? Under Armour. Under Armour QB6, got Griffin on the back. My wife saw it in the closet, said, you know, you should wear this. This would be funny. Uh, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought she was right. It would be pretty funny. So this morning, I get up. I don't have my credential. Um, I don't even have credentials. Right? He's Peanut Tillman, right? He doesn't need a credential. But I don't have my credential, so I'm walking in the convention center. They, they spot me. They, uh, they're like, hey, what are you doing over here? I was like, I'm trying to get to breakfast. I need to get over uh, to, the, to the Crown Plaza. I said, oh, no, hop in. You know, how's your experience been? So now in my head, I'm understanding that they think, think I'm, I'm a player. player. They think I'm an, an, an actual combine invitee, <laughs> and I have no credential, and they're driving me through the entire convention center past every single, every single credential checkpoint to get to the breakfast. So I get over to the breakfast. They walk me through everything. They say, hey, where's your credential at? I said, oh, man, I left it in the room. 
I don't even have a credential, guys. I, I didn't even – I'm here to mentor the quarterbacks yeah, yeah. Uh, for on-field today, uh, just trying to give back uh, to the guys that are going to take over the league. But I don't have a credential, so, you know, I'm lying. I, it's in my room. It's like, oh, it's okay. You got to make sure you bring it with you everywhere you go. Then the guy who's escorting me pr- pr- proceeds to tell me that a guy tried to sneak in to the combine yesterday. You know, shows up, says, hey, I'm here to perform, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, but we got him. And I'm sitting here looking at him like, he, one, he has no idea. He has no clue that I'm... Barney Fife. He has no clue that I am actually not uh, an actual invitee to the Combine this year. Uh, has no clue who, who I am in general. And I get over to the breakfast. I'm hanging out. I'm Kayvon Thibodeau sitting right next to me. We're eating breakfast. I'm chopping it up with the guys. You know, we're talking about plays and all this other stuff. And then I come back and all the and NFL execs and everybody, they're like, do we need to interview this guy? You know, he looks good in his, when he's walking around. I'm like, I'm, I'm just taking the compliments. I'm like, man, that 4 a.m. workout, it really paid off. But what, as they got closer to me, they're like, oh, it's Robert Griffin III. Hey, man, good to see you, blah, 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 blah. But I just thought it was hilarious that, you know, I didn't plan on sneaking into the combine today, but I probably could have. Kind of went and hit the bench press, maybe throwing a couple passes. It would have been pretty so fun. So the moral of the story is just act like you know what you're doing. Just act like you know what you're doing. And so I... I think I threw out the first pitch when I was in Carolina at one of the the farm minor league triple A teams, and I was told to go like a, go to his back door, and someone will all right meet you there. I hit the little door, uh, I hit the doorbell, the door opens, I go in. There's no one there, so I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to go? So I go through another door. <clears throat> I'm in the kitchen, so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna just act like I know what I'm doing, so I see if anyone notices. People are cooking. They got their chef's outfit. I'm just walking. I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> I walk through another door. Boom. I'm in the stadium. I was like, I just, I just snuck into this, this stadium, and they have no idea. I have no idea where I'm going. So then nope. I just, I just acted like I knew what I was doing. Yep. No ticket. No nothing. No nothing. Just, just walked into place. So you know, if you ever want to sneak into the combine. Or you want to sneak into, you know, a chef's area. Just act like you know what you're doing and wear similar attire. Wear similar right? attire. So I got the QB6 on, so instantly they all thought, <laughs> he's here with Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. I am, but I'm not competing today. That would be interesting. You know, like Dion, when he, when he kind of, what, what, what was his name when he, when he wore the afro and, and ran at the combine? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Leon Sandcastle. That's a dope name. That's a dope name. That's a dope I name. I don't have a dope name like that. What would they call me, you know, R2-D2, getting ready to run the 40? Some, something like something that. Something like that. Something like that. I've gotten that a couple times, a couple. I recently went and got a, I, was, I had like, I still wear my Bears, like, old sweats, right? Okay. Went to go get some food. It's snowing out, whatever. I got, you know, hoodie on, whatnot, mask. And I'm waiting at the bar for them to bring out my food, and I see this, this, you know, they're whispering, and uh-huh. I see the heads turn. I'm like, uh, they are the thing I'm peanut Tillman, or they think I'm a player. Uh-huh. So then the lady was like, so, <laughs> you going to get us some interceptions this season? And I was like. <laughs> they think you're a player. Yeah. I'm, y'all, I'm 41. She made me feel so good, like I look like I still play. I, I was like, hell yeah. Was like, yeah, we going to get some interceptions. Some punches, too, some tackles. I might even throw a touchdown. But you do you do look like you can still play. And tell me it doesn't make you proud when you see a guy like Marlon Humphrey or these corners out there, Tyron Matthew, guys constantly going in oh, and yeah. punching the ball out. Because, I mean, you can't say you, you invented that because it's football and it's probably happened in the past, but you're probably one of the most recognizable guys when it comes to the peanut punch. I think 
you're right. I don't think I invented it. I think I invented it. I invented a style of forcing fumbles. Exactly. If that if that makes sense. I, agree. I think I invented a style of forcing fumbles. And yeah, I I take uh I take pride when commentators, uh, broadcasters say, oh, and I'm sure Peanut Tillman is smiling somewhere. Uh, Greg Olson has done me a really good service by showing me love on Fox on, when he's on um, the broadcast. On the broadcast. Oh, yeah. And not just him, but a, a lot of the other broadcasters have, have, have done it. Um, I think whatever you do in life, whether it's broadcasting, a mentor, playing, if I'm a, a cameraman, I, right. you want to leave your mark oh, no doubt. on whatever it is your craft is. I want to be no the best producer. I want to be the best sound engineer. I want yep. to be the best cameraman. You know yep. what? I'm the one who invented the tight shot on the football, and then I bring it out wide. Like, some someone started that first. Like, exactly. whoever that guy is, he's known for it. So right. when it's all said and done, my legacy, yeah, it'll be known, in the, you know, the peanut punch and everything like that. And right. Having kids being a dad, yeah, man, I, I want them to, to, to like, damn, my dad did this. Well, what can I leave my mark on in life, whether it's school or, you know, whatever job they Correct. they, they do in life? Like, how can I help my profession? Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. It was it was fun. It's yeah, been and, real. and, you know, for a guy like myself who looked up to you uh, when I was growing up and to see how your career went, uh, I know for myself, if I never play another down, I'm not going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. And even if I played for 10 more years, there's a, there's a chance that I could never be a Hall of Famer or play at a Hall of Fame level. I believe I could, but right now that's, that's just not what's in the cards for me. But having watched your career, I think you're a Hall of Famer because of what you just said. You left your mark on the game. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, you know, Heisman Trophy winner, that's college, yeah. right? NFL, Rookie of the Year, that's, that was just my, my first year in the league. Yeah. So the mark that, that I can claim is, isn't as great as the one that you can. And I know you're not campaigning for, for me to, to, to bring you up on broadcast, but when it comes to when I see that, you're the first person I think about. Now, I'm biased because I went to your high school. So, you know, I, I, I see that more often. Right. And, and, I and I appreciate you at, at a level that I don't even think you quite understand. But that type of impact is, is exactly what I'm trying to do in everything in life. Yeah. I'm trying to have that impact and leave my mark on my children. I'm trying to have that impact and leave, my, leave that mark on my wife in the broadcasting industry. Mm -hmm. Right. The people that I meet, the relationships that you build. More times than not, as you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. It's not what you know, it's who you know and how people remember you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I just want to say thank you to you for, you know, inspiring me to, to do that and be that kind of guy, be that type of guy that's going to leave a positive mark on everyone that he comes in, in contact with. Right. And uh, yeah, man, you're the greatest. <laughs> I'm not the greatest, but hey. He is. He's the greatest peanut puncher of all I time. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, I'm Peanut Tillman. That's RG3, and that is the NFL Players Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the NFL Players Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow at NFL Players Podcast on Instagram for the latest player stories and to connect with the NFL Players community. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.